Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, March 16, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have a lot on the docket. It was in fact Kabuki Theater Day. What's that as a refresher? It's Fed Day. The culmination of the two-day Fed meeting ends in an interest rate announcement and a press conference. The market whips around. We call it Kabuki Theater. They pick a direction and go. Obviously, you can see the chart. You already know what happened. They picked the direction of up north after the fake out down south, and they finished the day on the highs above the 20-period moving average. And by the way, we talked about this the other day. Today was, in fact, the on-time day. Where does that come from? It comes right out of the course, lazy e-mini trader. We're going to talk around a lot of different things today, so I want to make mention of something, and then we'll circle back to it later. Notice where the high of day is, pretty much on the close, but high of day is exactly 435.68. Put that on a sticky note. We'll circle back to that later. Let's step back a moment first and take a bird's eye view what's really going on on the chart. Well, it's pretty much what we said originally, a couple of fake-out operations along the way. However, this reversal down here from the 24th of February was institutional participation. So what they've done is run a couple of tests, run some shakeout operations, eat a bunch of time off the clock until such time as it was up. When time is up, time is up, and they started going higher today. They bust through the 20 period moving average, and here we go. Here's the first thing back to that number. They came up short of the gap by just three pennies. There are no accidents or coincidences in the market, but they do that all the time. We're not going to really read into it. We're not going to make a federal case out of it. We're not going to call it bearish. They just missed the gap by three points. I like to mention that, or three cents, because it's interesting information. Watching price action from a macro and a micro level teaches you a lot about the market. You'll notice in the notes a lot of times, I'll say something like, sometimes they'll come up short of the gap, sometimes they'll bust through, and they do that in the spirit of tricking company, making investors and traders feel like fools as much of the time as possible. Now, in the aftermarket activity, they've already gone up and taken care of the gap, and they've even went higher. It doesn't reflect here yet. It should register in a couple of moments, but it's not really important. It's just the fact that they miss them on purpose for whatever the reason into the closing bell. There really is no good reason I can think of. I also want to point something else out. This comes into play a lot of times. It's extremely important. We have a big time, I like to call them big time, breakdown candle high. So the high is 432.30. It's a big time breakdown candle, but the high is 432.30. Now what we say all the time is price runs up to test these breakdown candles, or the highs at least. It's not easy for them to waltz right on through, but if they close above, that's one thing. On the first hit, they're generally not necessarily going to bust right through. Fair enough. There's a lot other stuff that goes into each individual situation, but that's the general concept. Lo and behold, that same price you can see today 
was extremely important. First, it's resistance. Then they get above and it becomes support. They get back below and then they run through at the end of the day. You can see how it's an important number. Both resistance and support apply to important numbers, whether price is above or below. Here's the weekly chart. Something else worth mentioning. We said this a while ago, probably a week or so ago, said under normal garden variety conditions, they're going to want to run back to at least test, run a test of that 50 period moving average. This is a weekly chart, weekly 50 period moving average. Whether or not they can close a week above or they get rejected is a different story. However, running a test is normal garden variety market behavior. Now, is the market out of the woods? And the answer is absolutely not. First of all, it's still in a downtrend. Second of all, think about this price here. So the market bottoms out February 24th, have a tremendous rally right up to this point and got rejected. Why was that? Well, the market is telling us that that price is important. It rejected the market. It rejected price. Therefore, on the way back up, are they going to blow right on through, including the 50-period moving average that'll be right around that same area, or are they going to find overhead resistance at an important place, what will now be a double top? Now, they may get through, but the question is, are they going to blow through on the first run? And the answer under normal garden variety conditions, and that's using the 80-20 rule. What is that? 80% of the time, the market just does the same stuff over and over and over again. However, 20% of the time, just like in the, throughout our lives, 80% of the time, the same stuff happens. 20% of the time, different stuff happens. This is no different. 20% of the time, it's going to do the oddball thing. That's just the way it works. Whether it's 85-15 or it's 78-22, doesn't make a difference. It's the general concept. We're using the majority of time. I'm putting a number on it. It's around 80-20 rule. This is all part and parcel to that common sense market analysis thing. How about an intermission for Carnival Corp, CCL? Why? Because we had call options up 50% out today. The rest is a risk-free, emotionless trade. You'll see later, the transports were up 5.5% today over 850 points. There was a method to the madness. There's always a method to the madness. That's why I bring the chart up. Because, think about this, because this is exactly what I thought about. So I'm looking at charts. I'm looking for possible trade setups. But at the time, think about this. It was last week when oil was screaming high, 120, 125, $130 a barrel. Now, I would like to short oil, but that's, at the time, stepping a little too far out on the plank for my members. So I approach things a little bit different. So what I do is I start focusing in on a sector or businesses that will benefit from a drop in oil prices. At $125 a barrel, I'm not thinking oil is spiking much higher. It can, but I'm looking for some kind of a top but I'm looking for a different way to trade the top because I get a twofer out of something like Carnival. Could have been Delta, United, could have been Royal Caribbean, could have been something else. It's not the point. 
I look for chart setups within the businesses that are going to benefit from a drop in oil. So here's the thing. If the chart setups correctly, I've got my number, I've got a full stack, and oil doesn't come down, I still have a full stack to hang my hat on. Now, with a full stack and oil coming down, I get a twofer. That's what we had in Carnival. How you doing? I told you. Inside my head is a dangerous place to be. We actually got a threefer. Oil comes down, and then you get a goose operation in the market on the Kabuki Theater stuff. Also, the on-time day. Which one was it? You decide. Let's wrap up the daily chart, and we're going to move on. Can they go higher right away? Anything goes. We talked about the resistance area. 441.11 is this pivot high over here. If they continue up tomorrow, that may be a magnetic place, but blowing right on through is the unlikely scenario, at least right now, anyway. But also, with the type of move higher they had today, we can't be surprised, we'll say, if there's some kind of a pullback when you wake up in the morning. It's certainly possible. Anything goes. It could go either way. We don't know which way it's going to go, but don't be surprised at a pullback. That would also be normal garden variety activity. What about inside the numbers? We'll do the normal thing. We'll go through the commentary, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. We'll circle back to stocks on the move when we're through. It's hump and kabuki day. Zero dark 30. They're still in rally mode, having been sucked up to and over the big fat round number of 430. That's where they were early in the morning. Follow through post-fed is what the bulls require. They got that. We're talking about that early on. Zero dark 30. Let's get down to the numbers. Southbound lane. We want to know what's down there. We got 428. We have 426. The numbers were hit late in the day post-fed, but it's kind of funny how that works. We've got a zero dark 30 pivot, 431.50, getting above, opens the door, 433.37, and 434.35. This is Mrs. Market's number, this is my number, 434.35. Remember, that was at zero dark 30, and that number was hit at 1020 in the morning. The high was 434.55 against 434.35. Apples? You know where that's going. We'll provide more on an as-needed basis. This is still zero dark 30. Stocks on the move. We're getting a goose operation, so a lot of stocks go along with the floater, and it takes away a lot of opportunity for day traders early in the morning when the market gaps higher. That just is what it is. So you can see here the last line. We need stuff getting thrown out with the dirty bathwater. All right, let's see what else we have as the day begins to get underway. 8.30, expectations. We've got a gap higher open on our hands. It's likely to be a floater with a morning shakeout operation to get things going. You kind of got that a little bit. They floated higher, a little bit of a shakeout operation, went higher again, and then they floated up until the Fed. So this is just some words to the wise about the Fed, waiting on the Fed so the market's going to get quiet. You don't want to be in a position around the Fed announcement because you might not be able to get out. So let's see what happened as the day gets underway. And again, you got the gist of the whole nine yards already. And you can see here, remember, they were moving higher. The next real important spot before 434.35 is a pivot high. That's why I call it Mrs. Market's number. It's the market telling us that spot's important, but it's not necessarily my number. 
and we're moving along. So now they start to go back and forth a little bit. 949, 431.55, give or take, is now support. So you can see here, that was in fact support. This line is 431.55. They find support, and then what do they want to do? If they're above an important number, it becomes support, and therefore, they want to trend to the next important number, which was what? 434.35. It's good to know your numbers. So here we go, 952. Technically, closing candles above 432 opens the door 434.35. That's a lot of points. As long as they're above, the door is open. A few minutes later, ask and they shall receive. Some traders ask for more short trades. Today, we get one named Win. Nice trade. We'll get to that later. Let's move along, see what else we have. Here you go. Still closing candles back above 431.55 is not only bullish, but extra bullish. So what am I saying? I'm saying as long as that holds, they're going to go to the next number. It's extra bullish. They can run a test, spike it. As long as they stay above 431.55 on candle closes, the door is still open for 434.35. Let me ask you this. Sit back and think about this question for a moment. What more would you like to know in order to be comfortable that you, A, know where they're headed as long as they stay above X? If they don't stay above X, you do what? You get out of the trade, period. That's the way it works. We're moving along. Now, if they stay above or get above 434.35, there's another number. Now, look at this number. Get out your sticky note from the beginning of the video. 435.70. Remember that number. We're talking about this at 10.30 in the morning. Price isn't over there yet. Back to the daily chart for that one. 435.70 was the number. Yes, it was mentioned early on and came up slightly short into the closing bell. It's an important spot. Mark my words. So what I'm going to do now is scroll up. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts to double check the work. I want to highlight one more thing that happened after Kabuki Theater. So they start whipping around, and at 2.07, I hear I am saying, doing some quick back-of-the-napkin math. 425.70 is a spot, if reached, that I would be willing to take a trade. It wasn't the gap. We'll go back to the chart in a moment. However, it was a place I was willing to step in and buy the market on the long side for, at minimum, of a scalp trade opportunity. Now, this is the end of the day, and they had a little bit of a rally away from that, coming up short of not only my number, but the gap. And that told me that the risk wasn't the same as it was if they came straight into it. Doesn't mean it won't work. It means that it's breaking my rules, therefore, I'm unlikely to take the trade. Now, I miss trades as a result of that, but I also miss trades that end up to be losers as a result of that, and I'd rather miss them both than have the losers. But look at that place. Look at that number. It was a little bit lower in the end. They went down as low as 424.80. I had 425.70. And by the way, you'll notice something else. I want to scroll up a little bit and show you something important. Traders looking for a scalp on the long side can take it around 425.70 if they get there quick. They didn't get there quick, but the stop is below 424.65 on candle closes. Really? 
Low of day, 424.80. Very close to that stop. No accidents or coincidences. That was an important spot down there. So now you got the gist of what goes on in the commentary, inside the numbers, read the notes, back to the chart. Double check my work. We had some stocks on the move today. We're going to take a look at the chart of Win, LMT, and NLOK. Starbucks and SMAR did not hit their price objectives or entry targets. Therefore, they're yes, no trades. About Win, what does this look like? Looks like it was a short trade at 75.10. So here's what happened. They came into it, spiked it a little bit, pulled back. Jordan and participants in the room got an easy trade on this one. Base it up the middle, round first, back to the bag. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. Look where they finished the day, right around that number. You think it's important? You betcha. Lockheed Martin, we passed on this one twice. Why? Because they did the Macarena here in front of the first number, and they did the Macarena here in front of the second one. The low is 420.01. They bounced up. Therefore, this one was really a no trade. They hung around the second number all day long anyway. And OLK, Norton LifeLock, no trade. Came up short of the first number, bounced away. They drifted into the second number, into the end of the day. Nobody's taking that trade anyway. Remember, the gap higher open took a lot of the opportunity away. That's just the way it is. Camp IWM, no surprise, it's all the same market. If a market is going to go up 2 2.5%, they're all going up 2 2.5%, 3%. That's just the way it works. So here we are approaching the 50-period moving average, getting above the 20. We talked about all this stuff. We had relative strength in the IWM. It was not in the same position as the other markets, right? It was not down here retesting the February lows. It stayed up in this neck of the woods, and here we are. We talked about this at least three or four times. Talked about this one a little bit earlier. Look at that move on the transports. It's a little bit out of the ordinary. Five and a half percent. That's tremendous. They blew through everything. And we were talking about this on the weekly chart, date back, think Canary and coal mine, all that stuff, saying it wasn't in the same position down here as the other charts were looking into what seemed to be an abyss. They didn't even pass go today. They just rocketed up to that last place where the market really broke down from. So look where the high is today. So it's up in here. So the market rallied up to here, decided, uh-oh, we're not going to get through. There's a rejection in our future. The market was rejected. So what they've done now is rally back to test a former breakdown area. This is something that's taught specifically in the course Lazy E-mini trader. And by the way, that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's just one lesson of many lessons. It all works together. The information compounds itself. Knowing one thing really doesn't do the trick. Any way you look at it, think again, back to the weekly chart, think again canary, think again moving averages, think again weekly chart above all moving averages, the trend is your friend, all that stuff. Think in terms of this. Is this some kind of a bullish pattern going on here? So the market moves up from somewhere, if this counts or it's from lower prices, and then all of a sudden we're breaking out of this channel. It's interesting. We don't know whether it will stick. We don't know where we're going to close the week. We're just 
looking around the horn. Then you flip over to the monthly chart and you say, wait a minute, what are they doing? Here's a breakdown candle. The high is 16,621 and change. Maybe they're just running a test up in the vicinity of that breakdown candle high. It's possible they do that kind of thing. So if they get above that high and they start closing above that high, now keep in mind, this is a monthly chart. So it would really technically be monthly closes. But if they start closing daily and then weekly above that high, and then they close a month above that high, well, guess what? What would be the next target? Yeah, the all-time high. That's how you read the chart. Well, that's how I read the chart anyway. The Q people run a test, double bottom, rocket ride higher, fill the gap. At least that's where they're headed. They haven't filled the gap yet. They're farther away from the gap than the SPY is. The SPY is a few pennies. This is a couple of bucks. But this, meaning the Qs, the tech space had relative weakness against the IWM and the S&P 500. Tomorrow will be very important across all markets. If they send them right back down and collapse in a failure operation, that's one thing. If they stick in place, meaning they don't necessarily go down, but they have maybe a slight pullback, finish near the flat line, that's okay. Follow through is even better than that. That's the way we're reading the tape leading into Thursday. Remember, it's still quad witching options expiration. Expect some weird stuff to continue to take place. And we also had the futures contract roll this week. I still posted the March numbers this week for inside the numbers. But either way, weird stuff happens around the contract roll. I say that four times a year because it happens four times a year and weird stuff tends to happen around that week four times a year. What's a contract roll? We're rolling from the ES or other markets from March to June. That's just the way it works. Both trade simultaneously, but we really should be trading in the June contract right now and going forward. The financials, XLF, right up into that 200-period moving average, blew right through the gap. The opening print was right under the gap. They just blew right on through it into that and above, closed above that 200-period moving average. These are all bullish signals. Now, if there's a huge fake-out operation in our future, that's one thing. But that's not what the market is saying today. It's saying expect some follow-through. Maybe not the next day, but expect some follow-through. Speaking of which, I just took a peek over at the aftermarket activity, and we can go down to an hourly chart, and we can set up the 24-hour clock, and you can see they're already trading higher in the aftermarket. Who knows where they open in the morning, but they're already trading higher in the aftermarket, signaling follow-through. We'll see what happens in the morning. Smash Mouth was looking into the abyss, up 5.5% today, over $13. Tremendous day on par with everything else, or better than most everything else, but on par in terms of it's a rising tide lifts all boats environment. Similar to the Qs, they haven't yet filled their gap. If they miss the gap, turn down and fail, that's a huge thing. Do we expect that? No, that would be the anomaly. They could have filled the gap today, they just didn't. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense market analysis.